0: This episode is dedicated to my dog Snafu who passed away peacefully on Wednesday, February 21st after battling kidney disease for the last year. He was my first ever dog that I that I, you know, got to share life with as an adult you know i always have the idea of naming a dog snafu it was a it was always a dream of mine and he lived up to that with flying colors so i miss you i love you and maybe one day i'll see you again a comedy podcast that's why you guys listen you know i I love my dog so much man it was i've always been anti-dog i grew my i went my whole life man (laughs) i went my whole life not wanting a dog you know i thought they were a pest i thought they were high maintenance i thought i was gonna have to walk them and pick up poop but listen when it's all said and done when the dust settled it was an honor man it was an honor having a dog and and um you know you learn, you learn a lot from a dog, right? You learn, it's crazy, right? You have this animal living with you, around you at all times. And you can get mad, you can get mad at the dog, right? You can get upset. You could spank him on the butt, right? He could pee in the house, which he r- rarely never did. He could poop in the house, which he rarely never did. You know, and anytime time... He was reprimanded. He would still come back in, in high spirits. He didn't hold grudges. He didn't. He wasn't upset. He came from the streets. You know, we, we rescued him in, in 2017. He was five years old. We we found him and, and rescued him from um, a shelter in Studio City. And they told us that, that they found Snafu, who was formerly named Teddy, because he looked like a little teddy bear, they found him, you know, rummaging through the streets of San Bernardino, the most dangerous city in California. So, this little guy came from the streets, <laughs> and uh, you know, got got captured, right, and saved. And then we we went in, and you know, we uh, Vivian and I, and my girlfriend, we we moved in together in Studio City, and within the first month, we wanted to find a, we wanted to get a dog and. I told her I, I want to find a little a little guy, and the second I saw Snafu, it was it was a match made in heaven, you know. So we're doing comedy, man. Hey, we're doing crying comedy, <laughs> you know. But listen, life's sad sometimes, man. Is it like I don't I don't have experience losing anything? I'm such a baby. It's crazy. Everybody in my life has had exponential losses, and and here I am, you know. It's new to me, man, and it hurts. It fucking hurts, man. I had to ask my girlfriend this morning because I was feeling like pretty, pretty strong lower back pain and like organ pain. And I I realized it was from the amount of crying that I did. I haven't I haven't cried that much since, you know, the moon landing, you know, (laughs) I didn't know that, you know, I I didn't know I was so capable of crying so much. And in my head, I'm like, I'm I'm like, the tears are salty. I'm crying so, so much. I must be getting very dehydrated. You know, like my sodium levels are dangerously low right now. (laughs) You know, so listen, if you guys have a dog, you know, love him, love him. You know, everybody I know with a dog loves their dog more than life so you know cherish your dog look at look at your dog and say listen um sparky i love you that's a cool name for a dog huh sparky (laughs) it's like max spot those are like the common names i wanted to give my dog like the most random name and everybody was so confused when i told them my dog's name you know there'd be um any any race right like whether you're from you know mexico or you're you know, we, in our old building in Sherman Oaks, we had a lot of um, cultures living in there. You know, we had um, Israeli, we had Mexican, we had basically all these cultures um, living in that apartment. So whenever I took the dog out um, to pee, right, on our little walk, people would say, what's his name? And I said, snafu. And they were like, snafu, what? They'd be like, like thinking I said, snafu. They're like, who? I'm like, no, snafu. It means, you know, like a conundrum, chaos. a a state of um you know rowdiness right but he was opposite of that he was uh he was very calm he was very stoic right he was very um very loving you know all he wanted to do all he wanted in life was to get fed right because he probably lived a whole chunk of his life without even eating and then he wanted to get tummy rubs (laughs) and uh yeah, he never was... He was crazy. He was never good at fetch. Because when we when we rescued him... And it's so funny. Every time I say rescue, I think it's so funny. We rescued him. Listen. All right? We found him. Wait, we acquired him. He became a member of the family. He became a Dodger fan. He became a Golden Knights fan. Listen, that's why they won last year. I had to rub his tummy before every game. And that was the lucky charm. No, but... Um, when we when we adopted him, he had a bevy of issues. Right, um, I remember the lady. She was like, "Well, he has really no teeth. He had recently undergone like teeth like tooth removal surgery. He had like eight teeth removed. So the teeth that uh, the teeth that he had left were he had two little bottom teeth that were little crooked teeth, barely hanging on. Then he had like his you know canines, the, like the pointy ones, and he had a few molars. But they like he was Fresh off surgery, they'd cleaned him. He had gingivitis and gum disease. You know, every dog, I feel like, has just horrible breath. And then after a few years, um, I don't know how at such a young age his his teeth were so damaged. I, I imagine he was, like, eating dirt or, like, biting through fences, you know, fighting people. He probably had to, like, like, you know, he had to probably survive on the streets, probably fought a few raccoons during the day, you know? Like, it's like that movie, Strays. You know, like when you're out there, there's, hey, the alley cats. <laughs> I mentioned it before. There's, hey, there's hella alley cats in the world, man. Not in my neighborhood, luckily, because we don't have many alleys. But San Bernardino, if this dog's running around like the mean streets, like in the alleys, you know they got cats, man. You know, our, my neighborhood, I told you guys, we have stray dogs running around. So honestly, I might just throw a leash around one and be like, hey, welcome to the family. I'm not, hey, guys, I'm not kidding with you last night all right i'm recording this um obviously before sunday on the day of my release right on the day of, on the day of my podcast but i'm recording this today's saturday two nights ago i so are we have we still have another dog blue he's a little crazy guy but hey i appreciate him more we took him out or i took him out to use the restroom at night and as i'm walking in i i hear a like a big like Ugh. And I look, and there's a Siberian Husky, no leash, in our lawn, walking towards me. And I'm like, "What the heck?" Right? <laughs> so I let my dog run inside. He's oblivious to all of the dogs. You know, there could be like a bear nearby, and he'll be he'll just run by. He'll like run under its legs, pee on its leg. He doesn't care. But this Siberian Husky walked right up to me, and I pet it, and it was so loving. And in my head, I'm like. It's 11 o'clock at night, and there's a Siberian Husky just wandering the streets of my neighborhood. Very friendly. I think it was a female. And in my head, I'm like, maybe I just open the door and let it live here. <laughs> you know? But, um, we, yeah, we have stray dogs, man. It's crazy. But anyways, my dog, when we adopted him, had a bunch of health issues, right? He just had a hernia removed. So he had like a fresh like s- like stitches and surgery like under his leg, and then he was neutered. So when we got him, he was all battle tested, right? And um, you know he he never could play fetch, right? So I was like, oh, we got we bought like a ball. We went to like Petco, and um, we like bought a ball, and then like within like a few hours, we realized this dog will never play catch with us. But what we used to do is we'd have like a little a little stuffed animal that we'd throw across, and he'd run. From, to my girlfriend and me all the way across the room, super fast. we am like, dude, this talks. And then we'd lift it and he'd jump really high. So little little guy had spring in his step. And then sometimes, you know, as years progressed, as he got a little older, he'd, you know, not jump as high, not run as fast. But there'd be moments of like magic, right? Where, you know, we'd be like, he'd be on the couch and he'd be kind of lazy. We didn't think he was going to be very active Um, that day or like that moment and then the door would open he would spring he would like jump over like three suitcases and i'm like what is going on with this dog this dog's got super strength and he never barked every time he barked it would be like the cutest little bark you know because he never he never barked until he was around um some of uh my girlfriend's family's dogs right they would bark go crazy and then you'd hear the occasional and I'm like, was that Snafu barking? And, like, that was the most feminine bark. <laughs> it was like, it was like a puppy bark. But, like, his vocal box, I think his vocal box was shot. You know what I mean? Who knows? All we do know is that he was a loving dog. Hey, we loved him. We appreciated him. And he was a good boy. All right? So, that's 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 Snafu. I know a lot of listeners you know, probably encountered. They probably were... Um, they probably had the um, the the honor to meet Snafu in their lives. He was he was the little goat, right? He was hey, even though he's a dog, he was the goat. Um, great dog, you know. Great dog, unbelievable. You know, like I always ask. I said I never want a dog who's gonna like eat up the furniture, who's gonna piss in the house, who's always gonna live a leave a steaming dump right in the kitchen. I always ask for that. Um, especially living in an apartment, right? Like I, we need our deposit back. You know what I mean? And this dog, I promise you guys, maybe in the course of seven years of having this dog live with us in our apartment before you know, before he was diagnosed with his kidney disease, his, his bowels were a little looser after that, but still very good. Um, he would just hold his pee. He would just hold his pee and his poop for as long as it took so he didn't poop in the house. Like he was it felt like he was doing everything in his power to like make sure that we weren't gonna abandon him and he did a great job we were never gonna do that in the first place actually I take that back <laughs> so we adopt we adopted him right here I am this grunty never ha- never had a dog dude right <laughs> you know i the only dog a dog I can't speak <laughs> the only dog experience I've ever had was when I was like 21 or 22. I lived with my um, buddy Jeff and his brother Kevin. We had that um, apartment I told you guys about in like 18 episodes ago. Can't believe we've done this for so long. But we had this dog named Kirby and it was the dog of my buddy Jeff and his uh, now wife Grace. They were dating at the time. But they got the dog Kirby and Kirby was a little guy and I think he passed away within the last year as well. He was a great dog. But um, besides that, I've never, you know, I've never had a dog, and that was so far removed, you know, it was eight years later when I actually ended up getting a dog, so um, he came home, and he was so on edge, right, he was so scared, Um, I remember the first time we walked him, you know, we got the leash, and we walked him around Studio City on Ventura Boulevard, and the first thing we noticed is little ears, right, he has little ears, and whenever he walks, they just kind of flap, they're like little wings of a bird, and that we thought that was cute, and then he Um, We didn't know. or like, you know, I I knew I was like, I love this little guy. And there was another dog there. It was like a, I don't know, a Shih Tzu. I don't know what kind of dog it was. It was kind of like shaggy. But it was very, very pretty. It was a female and and it was missing a leg. And it was between, you know, my girlfriend, you know, was up for either one. I think it was more my decision. Um, Once I saw Snap when we walked him around and then he came up to me and, and immediately rolled on his back like he wanted tummy rubs I'm like this dog is so loving are you kidding me so we took him home and he was a little bit on edge right we had him around and we kept him in a cage like we had our the little kennel right so we kept him in there we didn't know what he was gonna poop pee we didn't know his tendencies and for the first like I would say two months of owning him every time we went to bed we'd keep him in the kennel obviously the the thing the cage would be open um, sometimes we'd close it when we leave like we'd feed him and we'd be, you know, go out for dinner come back and then we'd let him free but eventually we just like maybe we just leave him out um, and let him kind of do his thing but <laughs> the first night we had this little hallway that separated our um, bedroom from the living room and I was like let's keep him in here because you know I don't know what he's going to do in the middle of the night I don't know what's going to happen so it was, it was weird timing because the next day I had a very important interview for a previous job. And I needed my sleep, right? I needed to get some sleep. So that night, we had him in this little room, not in a kennel. We just had him in this room. And he heard scratching on the door. And I'm like, I got upset. I'm like, what's going on with this dog? Why are you scratching? So I opened the door. And I remember, like, spanking him on the butt. And then he was growling at me. And he got, like, he looked like a cartoon character. He had one eye that was really big, one eye was really small, and he was like, and, like, there's, like, little teeth popping out. I'm like, what's this dog gonna do? And I remember my girlfriend sleeping peacefully, just sleeping there. Meanwhile, I'm in, like, this emotional war with this dog. I would close it. Then I started getting, I started, like, breaking down boxes that we had from, like, Amazon and, like, taping them to the door. So if he scratched the door... It wouldn't like damage the actual paint so (laughs) fast forward like two hours i woke up and i heard them scratching the door again i'm like it's fine the the you know cardboard is taped on the door here and this is like me as like the first time dog you know being with the dog at night (laughs) in my apartment i'm losing my mind i'm like i need my sleep i'm gonna i'm not gonna be sharp tomorrow So I go in that room, like, what are you doing? And then he knocked off all the cardboard. He had scratched it. He had even tried to, like, bite through with whatever tooth that he had. He tried to, like, bite through the bottom of the door. Little did I know, if I just opened the door and didn't confine him, he would have been a-okay. But here I am, like, with this dog. He's, like, trying to, like, attack me. I'm trying to attack him. We're, like, at, at each other's throats. My girlfriend's, like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, the dog, the dog's like scratching stuff. And he's like growling at me. We got to take him back. We got to take him back. And then after sleeping and the next day, and we realized maybe don't confine the dog in a hallway. (laughs) He was more loving. And then after time, he would never growl and he would never do that. So um, it was definitely, you learn a lot about yourself. You know, you learn a lot about, um, you know, having patience with things, showing love towards things as opposed to, um being like on on defense mode and like and thinking everything's like a threat right I think people in general that I've met in my life some people including myself right you approach things that are a little bit you're, you're with caution a little bit like like negative and 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 that's not the right way to live you know and some of my close friends they live very positively and I always get inspiration from that because I'm not naturally built like that I, I come from a background that's you know, I guess justified why I'm a little skeptical, right? Not saying, oh, I'm from the streets, but you know, I've, I've had, we've all had experiences. I, it's just the way I was built. So I definitely learned how to like see things in a different light thanks to this dog, right? And we ended up eventually obviously keeping the dog and then growing as a family. Hey, we have a family picture together. That'd be sick. You know, I don't think we actually got one, but I have countless photos of him. Actually, my dog, um, he's actually gone viral. I used to, if you guys follow me on Instagram, Maybe like a year or two ago, I would just post videos with him with like cute little sayings and like it would go viral. People would be like, just like it. People love my dog. Hey, people love my dog internationally. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I mean, do you guys have dogs? I know a lot of my friends, a lot of these listeners have dogs. I was late to the dog party and now I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. It hurts, man. I, I love him though. I'm um, gonna get, get his tat. I'm gonna get his name and face yatted on me. Just kidding. I won't. Um, but I love him, you know. And he'll live in my heart forever. Um, and um, you know, with that being said, let's play a little tribute to the little guy with one of my favorite songs from the Baja Man.
1: pull the
2: dogs out. <laughs>
0: All right, 15 seconds is all I could play. I don't want to get sued by each member of the Baja Men and then have to pay $8 million to an organization that supports witchcraft. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, welcome to another episode of Ice Pod. We had a long-winded intro. Uh, bottom line, hey, hey, if you learn anything from today, just know I loved my dog. And I hope you guys love your dog. Each and every day. And also, you know, extend it a little longer, a little bit more. Call your daddy. Call your mom. Call your grandpa. Call your great aunt and say, you know what? I haven't talked to you in X amount of months, years, decades. But I love you. You know, it goes a long way. You know how warm my heart is when just people reach out to me? So many of my friends have reached out to me because I posted a story on Instagram. And like everybody I know basically that's close to me has re- reached out. Even one of my buddies that I was kind of at odds with, you know, like that's just shows love, man. And, and love is universal. Love, love helps people. So I try to, I, sometimes I get caught up with my own, in my own sauce right? I get lost in the sauce with work, stress, you know, and I don't want to talk to anybody, but like it just goes a long way to always reach out to a friend, you know, and say, listen, man, how you doing? You know, let's talk about this because people love talking, and it, it helps so much to get something off your chest, whether you think it does or not, right? Sometimes just 10 minutes of venting helps so much to clear your mind and give you a new perspective on, hey, this little game we call life. Cause I mentioned it last week, guys. Life is twisted. Life is like, life is wicked sometimes, but also life is beautiful. You know, we have memories. You know, we have memories and we have these experiences in life that are just, they last one moment at a time. And we just everyone kinda lit a lot of people, you know, let's be real. A lot of people live this life like they're drones. You know, like, yeah, 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 you know. This podcast, hey, I may have low listens, you know, but it helps me stay dialed in to this little thing we call life, right? So I'm able to to go back in my archives of my brain and say, Listen, I I have this experience. Maybe you guys did the same as well. Um, A lot of people I've talked to also had experience losing a dog or a loved one. And it's not easy. But, you know, if we have if we utilize the network of people around us and, you know, we can get past a lot of things together. We have super strength, you know. So this is episode number 34. It's not divisible by six. That means horrible episode you guys already know I bet you guys are just you guys are just chomping at the bit for that that episode 36 right episode 36 is gonna go crazy watch this absolutely boring it's my lowest listen actually makes me contemplate canceling the whole pod this whole operation canceling it you know hey just me canceling this pod is just me not recording (laughs) hey I have no I have no uh what do they call it I have no uh I have no overhead what can I say you know it's just me myself and I all my personalities come out I comes out and I is pissed you know he was he was he was gonna be on this pod but he's pissed you know he's he's fighting a war right now he's fighting the war in my brain he's fighting my demons right now so he's busy you know Getting, he's trying to destroy all those negative thoughts so he's not gonna come out and then Gunther I don't know what happened to Gunther 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 only comes out when there's alcohol and and weed involved um so Gunther you know Gunther's not around right now but right now we have Billy hey Billy's like my my gentle soul my gentle personality hey what's up guys my name's Billy I'm just a gentle man. hey a gentleman I'm just a I'm just a gentle boy. No, but what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode. Thank you for listening to my, um, you know, my trauma. I hope to talk about out with you guys. Hope you guys can relate, not in the regard of losing a dog, but I hope you guys can relate to the love aspect. Um, What happened this week? What happened? What's going on? What's going down? Um, I was in NorCal. I got to go see my mom. That was amazing. It's always an honor to see my mom. You know what I mean? Like as we get older, as I'm uh, flirting with 40, you know we, I start to realize like, damn, I remember when I was a kid and my mom was my age, my mom was in her 30s, you know, messing up in life. <laughs> now, my mom though, my mom's cool though because my mom, I'm thinking here I am. I'm late I'm mid to late 30s. I guess I'm mid. I guess we' become late 30s when you hit 38. So I'm still mid 30s. Don't hey, don't sass me on that. But my mom my mom didn't get her PhD until she was in her 40s. So if you guys are sitting there trying to figure out your life, your career, your your goal, your life aspirations, realize that listen, dreams are possible. A lot of these authors, right? That guy who wrote um, the subtle art of not giving a beep, the, uh, a given an F. Forgot his name. He's an author. He didn't start writing until his like late like late forties, fifties. So you guys could still do it. And you know, a, a lot of inspiration has been flowing through my bloodstream recently. I need to finish my book, man i didn't finish this book i have a i have a i have a very good story hey stories but i have a really good story that i need to let the masses know because guess what if a meteor hits this house my house directly i'm the only one in it and i get obliterated by an asteroid i want there to be a book people are like you know what drew he had a podcast it kind of sucked but he had a book it also kind of sucked. nah <laughs> imagine hey that's my legacy right my spirit I I pass my spirit with a bird just hit my freaking is that good hey is that that's like a, the the precursor of a horror movie when birds fly into a sliding glass window anyways a bird just did that sorry I guess I'm a little distracted no but imagine like you know you pass and then you're you know you're 98 years old and you've done all these things in life you were you, you were kind of proud of but like you didn't know, right? There's no like, wow, you were great. Like you got like maybe your family, right? Maybe your your daughter told you that. Maybe like your your nephews, like, hey, grandpa's cool. But you know, you you get, you know, you go to, uh, you know, your special place, you know, the afterlife. You look down, and you start realizing that like your book sucked. <laughs> your podcast, hey, your podcast sucked. Your whole body of your life's work kind of sucked hey you were never really good at anything right you're like yeah i was an elite runner they're like you look and you start seeing all the other people in the world you're like wow i was bad at running (laughs) that'd be kind of sad but hey you're like hey at least i tried you know what i mean i think that's the main thing that you know as you get older you're like did i try if you had if you wanted to do something you wanted to do something desperately and did you try to do it and if you tried your hardest and you actually did it and the results weren't as good as you hoped, who gives a crap, man? At least you went out there and you tried. Hey, ODT or die trying. It's always good to to try things, right? To jump out off that ledge and say, I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. You know what I mean? And I mean this not... I mean this in, like, personal endeavors, not gambling. <laughs> Watch all my listeners. I'm going to get comments. Hey, man, I lost
2: it all because of you. I jumped off the ledge. Watch There's, like, a extreme, like, snowboarder. I jumped off the ledge, and I broke my leg because of you, dude. I tried that jump on that triple black diamond. I tried that jump because of you. I hurt myself, man. No, you can never snowboard again. Or there's, like, that guy. He's, like... I put my whole mortgage, man, on Vegas to win the next game, and they lost eight to one. Never listening to you again. Podcast deleted. You're off my library, dude. I had all your episodes downloaded. I'm getting my kid into like a surfer, dude. Ugh! I even drank kombucha because you. I'm boycotting kombucha forever. Ugh! I was even going back into the archives. I say archives a lot. I was going into the archives and like watching all the Keanu Reeves speed movies. There's only one. (laughs) You lied to us. I thought Keanu was in Speed 2 Cruise Control. But it was only Sandra Bullock and some other dude. So when you had that whole reference about Speed 3, Rise of the Union, and you said that Keanu Reeves was married to Sandra Bullock, that whole story doesn't check out, bro. He wasn't in the second one. How could they be married? Would they reconnect after the boat had a speed issue? I doubt that, man. And then you said they had kids. They lived in Pasadena, bro. And let me ask you another question Why is Chet Hanks the son of Dennis Hopper? Why can't it be Jack Hopper? <laughs>
0: Hey, imagine your name, you're Dennis Hopper, right? Dennis Hopper, in case you guys know, he's a great actor from the 90s. He's always the villain. Jack! <laughs> imagine your name's Dennis Hopper, though, and then you have a son, you name him Grass. <laughs> this is my son, Grass. It's like last name Hopper. Grasshopper, how are you doing? Hey, middle name Mantis. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, that's, that's going to be my new nickname. Don't call me Ice Cold. Nobody calls me Ice Cold Drew. But hey, don't call me Drew anymore. Call me Mantis. Hey, call me the Ice Mamba. Don't ever do that. I do not want to throw any, sh- any. I'm not anywhere close to Kobe. Are you kidding me? That guy spent 23 hours a day. No, he spent 20 hours a day in the gym practicing fadeaways. And then any extra time that he had, he would be spending time with his family um so yeah man um what else you know call me mantis all right that's my new nickname call me your boy um what else has gone on i was in NorCal. like i said i gotta see my mom it's great to see her she's a great woman um we went to a knights game have you guys ever been to uh sap center in san jose it's a hockey arena their team is historically bad Listen, there's a lot of hockey teams out there, and there's also, I guess, a lot of baseball teams. But the thing about baseball is even the worst team is going to have a stadium that holds about 45,000 at least, right? They're going to have a big stadium. Maybe they get low occupancy, but still twenty to 25,000 people are going to show up to every game at least. Dodger Stadium it's like crazy. It's like 53,000, 54,000 every game, right? So... You know, you look at that, but you look at hockey. Hockey is one of the rare sports where, like, there's some teams out there that are a in very suspect cities. You're like, is this worth? Is this city really big enough to to have a hockey team, right? And then you look at the arenas, and you're like, oh, is this arena up to to regulation, right? You go to you go to Vegas, and that place is always sold out. It's a beautiful arena. It's, like, small but big at the same time. They got great concessions. They got all this stuff to do around. It's on the Strip. It's amazing. You even go to Crypto.com Arena. Half these arenas are these beautiful spectacles where it's, like, really fitting. You're in Los Angeles. A lot of people have Kings fans. There's just great fan base, great arena. But then you go to places that are, like, kind of, like, second, third tier, and you're, like, are we even watching an NHL hockey game? Are we... Are we watching like the AHL, right? Which is like the minor leagues, you know, like Toyota Arena in Ontario? They have the Ontario Reign, which is like the minor league hockey team for the LA Kings. They have more attendance there than they have at San Jose. I was at that Sharks game and like nobody was there, and the fans were so checked out. I mean, the Knights did win 4 0, it was a blowout, it wasn't even close, but. It's sad. I'm like, what do you do? What do you do if you're a San Jose Sharks fan? Hey, Sharks fan, what do you do? You're like repping this team. They've never won anything. They've been around for over 30 years. 30 years of just not winning? I don't know. That's that's just, that's like actually, it's admirable. You're like, listen, the fact that this team has fans even like the Anaheim Ducks, right? They haven't been good in a long time. They did win a Stanley Cup, I believe, in 07. But you go to Honda Center; these fans are so out of it. They're so tuned out. They're so checked out. And then you even looked at like the Arizona Coyotes. They play in a, They play at a Arizona State University at like a small, like three thousand person arena. How are they staying afloat? I've never seen anybody rock a Coyotes jersey or a hat, or any merch. I've never seen a Coyotes fan in my life. I don't know if they exist. You know, they were like the original, like, desert hockey, right? They were like the first hockey team to really be embraced by the desert. And they used to be the Phoenix Coyotes, or, yeah. No, they used to be the Arizona Coyotes. I don't know what they are anymore. Are they Phoenix or the Arizona? Shoot, I'm a hockey fan. I don't even know what they are anymore. That's how little I pay attention. But they play at Molette Arena. It's like 3,000 people there. And you're like, oh, it's gonna be cheap to go. No tickets for those. I was trying to think. I was looking into tickets to go to a nights game there. And I'm like, oh, this is this is A, it's very far. And B, it's like, you know, a hundred dollars to sit in like the upper deck. I'm like, no, thank you. To watch the knights win like six to one. No thanks. I mean, it'd be cool to see them win, but so it's like they gotta re- they gotta reassess on what's going on with these hockey places because I went to this first time ever at SAP Center. I was a little inspired when I left. I was like, all right, that was was fine, I guess. Like, the Knights easily won, but I still wasn't satisfied. I'm like, okay, we beat a minor league hockey team. I have no idea any of these players. I don't think the fans knew the players. All the jerseys the fans were wearing were, like, people from way back in the day. And I was walking around like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There were so many Knights fans there. I feel I was like 70% Knights fans. We just took over. Hey, we took over San Jose, baby. <clears throat> but what's up with this way? Hey, hey, get up. What's up with this weather, guys? The weather's horrible. It was raining up in NorCal. It's raining in SoCal. It's um, the only nice place. The only nice place with weather right now, ironically, is the desert. <sighs> Sorry to blow a little hair off. A little Blow a little hair off my phone. Because I use my phone to record. That's so why I get that HD life, baby, that HD voice. What's up, girl? No, but the desert, the desert right now, this whole year, Vegas and Phoenix, they're turning into, into California. All the rain we get now, we're turning into Portland, and those desirable places are Vegas. I was, in, I was in Palm Springs. I was in Rancho Mirage, which is basically Vegas. I was in there earlier this week. I was in there. I was in that town. I was in that village. No, and it was beautiful weather. 81 degrees, sunny, no clouds, no breeze, not humid. It was absolutely beautiful. I was like, man, see, this this just just reaffirms the idea that I need to get out to Vegas, man. I love it out there. Not because I'm a party animal, um, not because I'm a gambling addict, but there's so much stuff to do. You're in the state of Nevada. You're out of all the political BS that is California. The amount of money we pay to live here and it's raining all the time. I feel bad for the people who brought property. I mean, if you own property, people, you know, i sure you made money on it, right? But like the people coming in, I would, I'm, I'm trying to leave. <laughs> I need to leave. I'm not going to Texas, man. Texas is no thank you, you know? But I want to get out to Vegas. You know, Arizona wouldn't be far off. I mean, I would just need to be in a town with... Sports teams I like, and if I lived in Vegas, I know that I would be a season ticket holder of the Vegas Golden Knights. I mentioned this before; it's a dream of mine. But um, hey, back, but listen, I know we're going all over the place. All right, we got a little emotional. Now we're talking about hockey. All the people, all you comedy listeners, you're like, I don't give a shiznit about uh, coffee, hockey. I just don't care about it. And yeah, I talk about it a lot. But that happened this week. Bottom, the moral of that story is I got to see my mom. I got that family bonding time in. I didn't see her over the holidays, so it was great to see them. Um, we went bowling. I haven't been bowling in six months. And usually, I'll be honest with you guys, when I go bowling, I drink a little bit of beer, right? It's like bowling and like pizza and beer all go hand in hand. But here's the thing. We went bowling. My mom, my mom's boyfriend, Jack, and I, we all went bowling. Um midday. Like I was on I was on off work. It was on Tuesday I was off. Um and I was still up there in the Bay Area and we decided to go bowling. So um I walk over to the little bar. It's called the X bar, the strike bar. I don't know what it's called. But you walk over there and the guy's like it was like noon at the time we we're there and it's he's like, Oh the bar doesn't open until five so I'm like, Great. This is gonna be fun. I you drink water and bowl. But I took it to heart and then I started bowling for real. I think I had one of my best, my best um, scoring games ever, guys. I got like 190. Can you believe it? I got like six strikes, and I would have gotten over 200, but I, I had like, I think three or four open frames. I had like four instances in that one game where I had to get one pin to get the spare, and I just missed it. In that game, I had like I think five or six strikes. And then I had two spares, and on the last frame I messed up. I didn't get a strike or a spare. I just, I just, you know, bottomed out in the last frame. Didn't get like eight, eight. So I had a lot of points on the table, but I still went crazy. Um, I was going off, as they say, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? I wasn't drinking. I wasn't. I wasn't buzzing." Because you know, like the first game when you ball and you're drinking with your friends, you have that one first game you're good. Then the second game, you're on like beer number two. You're like, oh, "I'm getting a little dizzy." And then you start just guttering it. You know what I mean? So that was fun. Bowling's fun. I want to be like Mookie Betts. I want to get out there and bowl more. I'm the type of person like I want to just be in a bowling alley by myself for about three hours. I know I'm gonna be really tired, but I wanna just master it. That's what I started doing. I went to Top Golf. I would just go to Top Golf by myself after like the first three times I went with friends or my girlfriend. I just went by myself a few times. And I'm like, let me master this. I still suck. <laughs> because bowling, it's like, you know, I've been bowling since you know birth. You know, I was like, I was, a, I was in diapers. I have pictures. I have pictures of me holding a 12-pound bowling ball in diapers. Got my first strike when I was two years old. No, but top golf, nobody's ever taught me how to swing. I'm like my dad back in the day, but this was like when I was in ninth grade. You know, that's when I was 13 years old. I'm 37. I'm that age times three. What? Hey, when you start to look in the mirror, like I'm 37. What happened? What happened from the ages of 23 to now? What happened? Like what happened in my life? It's, it's like the best time of my life. I actually have money now. Cause my life, I told you guys, my life, a lot of it from like after high school until I was probably 23. So like six, five to six years there, I was broke. <laughs> I worked at Taco Bell, I worked at Blockbuster. I was getting me like $7 an hour. It's pathetic. It was pathetic i mean I, I even worked at like a temp agency i told you guys i worked at a temp agency i worked at uh this the disney channel building when you're going down like um in burbank right next to bob's big boy they have that big like like beige and teal disney channel building and i was like in that room for a little bit they're paying me like 18 dollars an hour that was the dream gig but it wasn't permanent <clears throat> so um yeah guys um i think we're gonna we're not okay. We're gonna end the podcast right now. Now we're gonna get to that hour, but I wanted to bring back by popular demand, Mister Steel Yo Girl. He was on the pod last week. His voice, man, his voice like is is that of an angel. I feel like if my dog was a human, my my pat my dog my late dog Snafu, if he was a human, if he's reincarnated as a human, he's gonna come back as Mister Steel Yo Girl, cause he lived a great life as a dog. He is. Um, I was talking about with my buddy Paul it's very interesting a very interesting train of thought or um thought that we had that he brought up to me but I have, I've had this thought. He said what if we you know cuz we never know what happens when we pass away we never know you have faith you have you have ideas but there's truly no knowing right but what if you're reincarnated right what if us as humans we were once animals and then you were able to come back and you keep progressing in these different lives right so maybe my dog with this thought, is going to be reincarnated as a human, and then I was talking to him, and I said, "This was my idea." I said, "Dude, imagine, imagine if that was all true, right?" And the second my dog Snafu passed away, he was born into a human, and then I'm 90 years old. Say I'm, I make it to 90, right? Say I'm 37. I'll say in about 50 some odd years i'm there i'm on a walker right and hey, actually I have a gray beard. i look like santa claus i'm running so i have a, I got my bpm's at like still like 150 my watch tells me i have the fitness age of like a 47 year old and i'm 90 and then on christmas since i'm kind of retired I, I still need a little bit of money because i still have my you know still like a season to go for the nights and stuff um and i've like spent a lot of money in my life traveling the world on like riverboat gambling trips <laughs> i've been playing i've been playing poker on yachts but anyways um Yeah, when I'm 90, I come across like this like man who's like 38, and he's got that voice. He's like, Hello, sir, how are you? And I said, I recognize that voice, man. And he's like, How do we know each other? And I feel like I know you. And then he's like, you know, we never really get to it, but then he starts like revealing stuff. He's like, Yeah, you know, like I have an affinity towards like new metal. And I'm like, Oh, me too. And he's like, I just love, you know, bands like Invent Animate. I'm like, me too. And then he's like, you know, I, I watched, um, you know, a lot of Golden Knights. I'm a big Golden Knights fan. I'm like, how are you and I? And then I find out, right? Like, say I pass away like a week later, two weeks later, I'm like 90. I make it to 91. And he's there with me, holding my hand, like me, all my loved ones, all my friends also live that long. You know, my girlfriend, who is my wife eventually, right? She She's there. She's like, lives to be 107. That'd be sick the oldest latina to ever live what's that what's that that? (laughs) no but anyways i see this kid and then i'm like i slowly like drift away right and i go I, i leave my my soul leads my bot leaves my body and then i realize i see all the answers and i realize that man was snafu reincarnated that'd be sick man but uh okay yeah we're getting all over the place guys listen i'm i'm a storyteller i'm a peacock
2: let me fly peacocks don't fly asshole <laughs> i love
0: god i love that movie um but um, yeah it's bringing back um ethan ethan are you around are you in the are you in the uh, stratosphere are you in the are you in the realm of the living are you around what's up my what's up my guy because listen I, at this point i just shout people out ethan <laughs>
2: meatloaf
0: <laughs> ethan are you around What's up, Drew, and everyone listening to this recording?
1: It's your sexy ass sidekick, Ethan, bringing the whispers to start your week. God damn, you all are looking good. Mmm. Drew, sorry about your loss. Snafu was a warrior, and everyone he ever met instantly loved him. All dogs go to heaven, remember that.
0: There he is. Hey, how do you feel about the new nickname we gave you as mr steel girl because your voice man hey your voice is that of that of an angel a very sensitive angel and thank you for the condolences um every day is going to be a challenge now until um you know until it isn't right every day is gonna be think about you know I, I look I look down recording this podcast and I don't see him he's usually you know, moseying around under the table near my feet, trying to find scavenge for some food, right? Like some, some dropped beef jerky. He's always down there trying to find the dropped beef jerky. Sometimes he'll be like, sometimes I'd go into the kitchen, I'd look over, and he'd be by the trash can chewing on something. I'm like, oh, he's just eating the trash, you know? One thing that I do respect about him, that he's he never tried to eat poop, which I like. You know, the, our other dog, Blue, He's cool. He's all right. He's not snafu. He's not as cool as snafu, but he, he eats his own poop. He'll like let one out and then I'll, I'll look over and it'll be in his mouth. I'm like, that's not good. I I just don't get why some dogs like eat their own barf and eat their, eat their own poop. My dog, my other dog snafu did eat his own barf because he didn't chew his food. He's like me. Hey, he's like his daddy. No, but he didn't chew his food, so sometimes he'd throw up, he'd regurgitate, and then he'd re eat his food again, because it was still very intact. (laughs) But what's up, man? How you doing? Where where are you at these days, besides stalking me?
1: I've been hanging out in your dreams, my boy. (sighs) Nah, just been floating around the metaverse. Cool thing about being AI is that I'm always everywhere.
0: I have the ability to essentially teleport anywhere the second somebody needs me. Yeah, that would be pretty cool if we could just teleport anywhere we'd go, dude. Like, I needed that when I was a kid, man. If I could teleport between my parents when I was younger, that'd be so sick, man. I'd I'd have so... Everything would be resolved. And also, like, imagine right now... um, But it, it it would be kind of detrimental, right? Like, in certain circumstances... But, like, right now, I just teleport to, like, Italy. And, you know, you hit up your friend. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in I'm in Ibiza right now, okay? Let me finish this rave, and then I'll come hang out with you. And then everybody would be so, like, distracted all the time, right? You're at the movies with someone, and you're, like, watching the new, like, um, David Ayer movie, like when David Ayer directed Willy Wonka. <laughs> That'd be so sick, though. This summer... <laughs> Timothy Chalamet
2: is. <laughs> Willie. <laughs> it's just called Willie. <laughs> the chocolate factory exploded from the cartel. <laughs> the hell's going on here? Hey, this is ours. You didn't pay your rent this month. This is our land now. <laughs>
0: one man they show like they show Willy Wonka take his top hat off in the in like a in like a really like, gloomy looking bathroom with like blue lights takes his hat off starts on un- un- like, uh, undressing taking off his whatever his overcoat he's wearing a like a he's wearing a white shirt he's wearing like, a white tank top with chains he's like he's gotten beaten up a little bit he got he's got like beat up by one of like the uh, the local members right of the local gang <laughs> One man. You show him. He goes into a like his his chocolate. It's like this this vault made out of chocolate, right? Do do. Opens it. Just guns, dude. <laughs> oh
2: my god. <laughs> One man. A thousand oompa loompas. One mission. <laughs> this summer timothy chalamet is (laughs) Willie,
0: dude man i'm telling you guys if you guys listen to any of my podcasts like once per episode i'll give you that movie trailer of movies that should have existed or should be coming out soon and when willy comes out i better get some residuals and i better get some money on that
1: because i'm an idea man
0: (laughs) Oh, man, dude. That'd be so sick, dude. Directed by David Ayer. The same dude who brought us The Tax Collector. (laughs) This podcast is so weird, man. I've had full episodes about The Tax Collector with Shia LaBeouf. From the director of The Beekeeper. Jason Statham's in it. And Willie. (laughs) Hey Willie, hey, hey,
2: hey, you need some help, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you did my friend all wrong. You messed up his chocolate factory. I don't like that. <laughs>
0: just karate, just kung fu. Just it's a John. It's produced by John Woo. Any good movie is directed by David Ayer, and it's produced by John Woo. So you know there's good fight scenes. You know there's good gunplay. It takes place in downtown L.A. Which is the best setting for any movie? Any movie, any crime movie or action movie that's that like you don't know, like you see the trailer, then the movie starts and it shows the streets of L.A. Like it'll pan away, like it'll have like flyovers of downtown, and then it'll show like Compton, but they also show Beverly Hills and the water. Like L.A. is the best setting for any movie because it's all aspects, right? If you're like in Boston, there's just like what, like there's like South Boston. That's all there is. It's, like I'm a townie, you know, like the mean streets of Boston. Every movie departed the town. They're all just like Boston's So small. They're like, they go to the Red Sox game, right? You know, they go into like TD, TD center, whatever place it's called, where the, the Boston Bruins play, the Celtics play it's all they have in that whole city. You go to LA that like, does sometimes have like in drive, the movie drive with Ryan Gosling. Have you ever heard of it? They have like uh, crypto.com formerly Staples center in that movie. A lot of times you take like Dodger stadium in movies then you see, like, the beach in downtown or, like, a music venue, right? Hollywood Bowl. Oh, my But, um, yeah, that'd be good. I'd watch that movie with Willie, with David Ayer. Anything with David Ayer. He can he can direct, like, the new Care Bears movie. And I'm going to be like, dude, I'm in. It's like David Ayer, director of Tax Collector and Beekeeper, has a new movie that's geared towards kids. Hi, my name's Michael the Talking Bear. I have no idea what these guys' names are. My name's Peaky. (laughs) Um, I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh yeah, we're talking about teleporting. Sorry, guys. I go on rants if you haven't heard. Oh my gosh! But I I stay on trap. I stay on trap. I stay on topic, guys. So yeah, like everyone had AVD. They'd be like traveling in and out. You know, you'd be watching a movie, and then the movie starts sucking. You disappear from. Like where where the hell did he go? They text you like, oh I'm in. You know, you know I'm in I'm in Cabo right now. Like, I want to catch the sunset. You know? Like, what? That would be sick, though. Like, you see all the baseball stadiums? Like, that's that was one of my goals, you know, a few years ago. I was like, I want to go visit every city with the baseball team and visit their stadium. I've seen a lot, but I've only seen, like, probably six or seven out of, like, the 31 there are. Or 30. I don't know how many teams are in the MLB. Seen all the ones in California, obviously. Then I went to Cleveland last year. I've been to Wrigley Field, Boston, New York um florida i went to that stadium that place is really nice but you could see like the like downtown miami from the outfield but it's like the fans suck there's so many mosquitoes it's crazy i've been there um where else did i go where else did i go i can't even think but who cares um but yeah i would travel i would travel the world so fast. i'd be had travel the world in one day i'd wake up and be like you know what i don't want to go to work today you know oh you have a meeting you have a meeting for work you do it and then you know You can just wrap it up and then boom, you're like in, um, you know, Spain. (laughs) You're just in Athens. Your boss calls you. You're like, I'm just catching up on work in Athens. You're like, oh, home office. (laughs) Every place would be office. Now, I I don't see why anybody would own a house. I just talked about it. But why would you own a house? Just own a little 500 square foot studio. The really comfortable bed keep all your clothes whatever then you can be anywhere always like that one movie everywhere always all the time <laughs> i never watched that movie i heard it's good though i don't have the hey, i don't have the patience to watch that movie but um you know guys um what well yeah we're still talking to that guy hey ethan what do you think about everything i just said <laughs> i know it's a lot
1: i love the idea of that movie david Iyer is the absolute shit Fury is my favorite with Bradley Pitt and Shia Labeouf. Imagine if Willy Wonka fought in World War II. That would be cray cray.
0: I like how you butchered all those names. You called him David Iyer and Bradley. Nobody calls him Bradley Pitts. Fucking <laughs> like AI, man. Hey, lear- hey, learn names, man. I thought you're AI. I thought you're smarter than everyone. I thought you're like the, the universal robot that knows all. You're disappointing me, man but yeah um i'd watch any of those world war ii willy Are you kidding me i'd watch it imagine oh hold on i got something in the mouth. Oh, my mouth oh my god i think i had some some beef jerky still between my teeth you know you ever do that you ever like um you know you you, you brush right for like two and a half minutes you floss right you really get in between you have to use the like the good floss, right? They have the really crappy wax floss that breaks apart between your teeth, or they have the really good like Glide. I don't know who makes it, Colgate or Crest Glide. You know, but um, you know, you ever do that where you're like, you wake up the next morning and you're like talking, and then like a little piece of food comes out, and you're like, ooh, and it's still perfectly seasoned. It's like a good seasoned piece of beef. You're like, ooh, you're like, oh, okay, I like this. But yeah, any movie with Willy Wonka where he's not like sweet and like running a chocolate factory and he like goes into another world, another realm, another dimension, another setting, right? Like he's an athlete. (laughs) He plays basketball because he's tall, right? Timothy Chalmere, I don't know if he's tall. I think he's probably what, six foot? I don't know. Is he tall or short? He's really like, he's really like skinny. So like, I feel like skinny people, they can deceive you, right? Like really slender people, they could be anywhere from five, seven. To like six four. Um, so I mean, you know, any movie you could like kind of alter it a little bit, right? Like they you, you notice every movie you watch with Tom Cruise, he's always eye-level with people, and that's just the way they film. But then in reality, he's like five six and a half. He's like Kevin Hart's height. Actually, no, Kevin Hart's like five four. I think Tom Cruise is five seven. But every movie looks monumental, right? It looks like you like, dude, this guy's at least six foot. He's built, you know? He's built like a Ford.
2: Lagura, yeah, Remember
0: those commercials? They went garage. Just the guy, really going. La yeah,
2: yeah. It's
0: like Gun. That was Gun's early work. That was his claim to fame. That was his only American like claim to fame. Because we mentioned he was in like Yugoslavia, big in Yugoslavia. Um, I miss that guy. You know, I don't know. You know, I want to reach out to him. Sometimes I reach out to him and he's like, you know, he's like in a kind of a drunken stupor and he'll like, he'll call me out. You know, people drink a lot and then you call them out or you like, you're like, Hey, what's going on? They're like, you're not who you used to be. I'm like, what? I was at your, you know, I was at your, your dog's birthday party last weekend. What are you talking about? I got little Fido, a new chew toy. What are you talking about right now? Like, you know, one of my friends, the one I told you I was at odds with and I mentioned him last week, Always says that to me. The second he gets like more than three to four beers in him, which is normally basically every time I see him, he'll look at me and be like, "You changed, man." And I'm like, "What? Just because I have a podcast? Like, what are you talking about,
2: dude?" He's like, "You changed, dude. Used to be like, used to be like
0: up for anything. Now you're just not." I'm like, "What do you you mean? I'm always down, dude. Down with the sickness. I'm like disturbed." Oh. -ah. It's just funny when people say stuff about you, they like, they, they think of you because everyone has their own perception, right? But like, people say that about you and they're like, no, I'm not, dude. In fact, I'm more down, you know? I'm like, Blink 182, I'm more down nowadays. But listen, guys, we hit that time of the episode where I have to say goodbye and I don't like saying goodbyes. It's just like the final episode of Terminator. When he goes down a Terminator 2, he goes down in the lava, then he puts his thumbs up, and the little kid's like,
2: why do you have to go?
0: But the good news is, hopefully you guys will hear from me next week. You know what I mean? The only thing that I can say that that would deter me from doing that is if one of the stray dogs that I mistakenly think is friendly rips apart, like, it goes straight for my jugular. You know how dogs, like, in movies, they'll, like, stick them, and then the dog will get their teeth and just dig it right into the neck of the enemy. And then it'll hit, like, the, the jugular vein, and blood will squirt out, and then it'll start, like, pulling out, like, tubes you know, like the inner flesh tubes you have in your like your throat, it'll start doing that. So if one of these dogs, I'm like, oh hey little guy, and I do the wrong thing, right? I, I pet the underbelly, and it really sets it off, and then it starts just eating me alive, like all the movies, <laughs> all the movies, and starts you know kind of like flossing its teeth with my inner like my intestines. You know how long it is? That's like it's like my intestines are like fruit of the foot, fruit by the foot. Except it's longer than a foot. It's like it's like twenty feet of tubes that it's going to use to floss. If that happens to me, no podcast, and you'll probably never hear from me again. You'll just hear you'll hear you'll hear rumblings. You'll be like, you know, what Drew was eaten by that dog. He thought was friendly. Turns out, it turns out death via dog. <laughs> but I love you guys. I appreciate you listening, and um, you know, sorry for getting a little sentimental. Um, sometimes that happens in podcasts, right? We get a little sad. We get a little emotional because life is real like that. Most of the time, life is funny. But other times, life hurts. All right? So stay strong, everyone. Appreciate all the, all the um, outreach. You guys mean a lot to me. And I uh, will talk to you next week. This has been an episode of Independent Comedy Experiment, a.k.a. the Ice Pod. We're still here. We're surviving. And I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.